Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jamblin! Ah. Da-da-da Star Wars! Da-da-da Star Wars! Da-da-da Star Wars! Yes, and da, Lucas... Da, 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 da. Lucas doth said, not for my cold dead hands, but then four billion dollars made him say, well, maybe okay. This is awesome, dude. Like, just earlier this year, Lucas said, I will never make another Star Wars movie in my life. And we said, crap, this fat ass is going to get buried with the original film canisters and we'll never see Star Wars again. And then he said, with a twinkle in his eye, oh, I said, I would never make another Star Wars, but other people can. Oh, God. I'll be, you know what? This is a dark period in our lives, Eric. I mean, not just as, like, Star Wars fans, or Star Wars fanatics, you know, in, in your case, I guess, uh, but just in, like, our lives as geeks, you know, the prequels took a big shit on everything that we grew up with. I mean, we, we grew up with, like, you know, cardboard tube fights, you know, pretending things were lightsabers, and now suddenly in the double O's, there's, like, Star Wars everything. Star Wars merchandise has been just over-milked and overrun, and and now we're at this point where it's like there's you can't like every time you go into Walmart or your shopping choice of uh, of choice, uh, you know you're tripping over like everything Star Wars. Here we are, the prequels were more for the kids. They're growing up with the toys, and now in a couple years they're gonna have a chance to make it all right again. This is beautiful. Well, I mean, and first of all, I do have to point out that although we were young lads when the first ones came out, I mean, we were eating C-3PO cereal and stuff, so yeah, there was a lot of Star Wars merchandise back then, too. <laughs> but, I, would, I, would, I would make the case that that today, maybe it's just because the toys are very different today. Toy market's very different. Yeah. Uh, I, I, mean, I, I mean, seriously, this announcement might have been the greatest nerd nugget of all time. I mean, my buddy Andy texted me and he's like, so what do you think about, uh, I was like, I was hard at work. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> and I get this text and Andy's like, hey man, what do you think about uh, Disney buying Lucasfilm? And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, no way. This is impossible. It's some kind of April Fool's hoax gone late. You know, I was like, he's just effing with me. And I just jump on the internet. I was like, internet! Talk to me! And it just popped up, and I was like, oh, I almost had a heart attack of joy. I mean, this is the greatest news of all time. I think you you and everybody else on the internet, because seriously, for a day, that's all anybody talked about. Dude, it's all I've been searching for for the last six days. I hop on my computer, and I was like, Stop. get away, work emails. Get away, scripts I need to write. This is what I need to know. I mean, this is the greatest, dude. I mean, yes. We do hate on Lucas because of the prequels. They were terrible. But deep down, we're all still Star Wars fans. We wanted to do good. I buy every Star Wars book and read it. I mean, we love Star Wars. This is the greatest news of all time. That's Star right. Wars lives again. And it lives again in three years. It's like, that was, not only did Disney buy it, they're just, here comes the movies. <laughs> like, we don't even have to wait. We don't even have to wait. I know. Uh, Listen, but, my voice going to the higher registers. I know. That's how excited I am. I mean, 2015 is going to have Avengers 2, Star Wars 7, Avatar 2, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. And the Justice League movie. It might wow. be the greatest nerd year of all time. Wow. You know, maybe that's too much. No, it's not. Give me more. <laughs> like Ryback in the WE. Feed me more. <laughs> I'm so pumped. All, all I'm saying is, like, those are, like... The, the, that's a lot of money going into the movies that season. That, but like the Avengers brought in a, like over a billion, yeah, and I'm and I'm I'm betting that Disney is hoping that Star Wars Episode Seven will do the exact same thing. If of they course. if they pump enough money and talent into it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm totally on board with Disney. I know some people, you know, immediately the next day there's all these pictures of like Darth Vader with Mickey Mouse ears and all this stuff. Dudes, I'm okay with this. Mm. I am okay with this because Disney lately has been acquiring businesses, corporations, and kind of massaging them a little bit and letting them do their thing. <laughs> <clears throat> Exhibit A, Avengers. Right. Disney owned Marvel, and instead of Disneyfying it, they, they kind of let Marvel do its thing. Joss Whedon was brought on board. Avengers was a great movie. I mean, it was well done. Right. Well, well I would remind everybody that Disney has owned several huge 
film houses for decades. I mean, uh, Miramax, New Line, they're all Disney. Yeah, they, I mean, they acquired Pixar. They've been letting them do their thing. They, um, they acquired the Muppets. The Muppet movies are coming back out again. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's like, I, I am not here to hate on Disney. Oh, I'm hey. here to thank you. I'm here to kiss Mickey Mouse's butthole. Yeah, man. I mean, Michael Michael Eisner is gone. The era of the Eisner is over, and Disney is making has been investing in a lot of these uh, amazing companies instead of instead of saying like slapping a Disney brand on everything and trying to like build themselves up Disney this Disney that. They're just acquiring these amazing brands of people that are already kicking ass and let them kick ass under their umbrella. Yeah, I mean. I'm I'm totally fine with this. Yes, obviously Disney did this because it's a license to print money, but that's fine. They get what they need out of it. We get what we need out of it. I I mean I seriously thought there would never be another new Star Wars movie again ever. I just thought that's what it would be. Wow. I mean we were led to believe that, and now not only is that wrong, but it's like three short years or possibly two and a half years away. I mean it's the the most stunning reversal of all time. I'm pumped. I can't wait. I mean, it was announced. It ain't just one movie, folks. We got a new trilogy coming. Sure. Well, let, let's let's go over some of the stuff we know right now. I mean, first okay. of all, Lucas sells Lucasfilm. Right, he right. He's not he's... going to be writing or directing these movies. Yes. And and in in a you know and he's kind of a philanthropic guy. He's basically he's announced that he's going to donate the four billion that he's pocketing because he was the sole owner of Lucasfilm and. Everything yeah. is given away uh, to uh, to education, which is great. I mean, like, how much of that money do you need? You're 68 years old. You know, make sure your kids are set for life. But aside from that, I mean, it's four. I mean, it's two billion in cash and then two billion in stock options. That's crazy. You know, make sure uh, your kids are are fine. But uh, yeah, aside from that, it's awesome, dude. Like, you know that, that you know that's cool. And I like George Lucas's final turn. I feel like the uh, you know like Uncle Scrooge at the end of the Christmas movie. <laughs> He's now like Star Wars for everyone, money for poor people, yay! And it's like thank you, Lucas. Yeah, I'm it only it only took you ten years of of like pissing us off and being like and with a big f you finger to all the fans and all the critics of his movies. He would he would he wouldn't ever acknowledge that his movies were shit. You know, he would always just say like, "Well, you know, they're for kids now, and uh, anybody that's old, well, you just don't get it." And now he's just like, "Haha, studying reversal. I made all this money, and I'm giving some of it away." And this is great. I mean, you know, I mean, because Disney obviously they want to make their four billion back. You know that this means that the original movies will finally be released on DVD and Blu-ray without any of the Greedo shooting first or any of the alterations. Oh, I'm, I mean, like, if they could do it for this holiday season and make $4 billion. Yes. So finally, I'm going to be able to get the original ones on DVD, which would be nice. No no Greedo shooting first. None of that DVD. shit. No stupid uh, hip-hop song in Jabba's Palace. We'll get the original. Um, no, I mean, it's great, dude. Like, I, I'm, like, almost short of breath right now. Wow. I'm so, I'm so excited. Like, this is, I mean, I love Star Wars. Over well, everything else, Star Wars is the best. Okay, all right. Well, Well, let's talk about... Episode seven, because yeah. I mean, there's a lot of speculation going around. A lot of people making a lot of jokes, you know. But but I've I've taken this very seriously, Eric. You know, like over the last couple of days, I've really meditated <laughs> yes. a bit on the subway, the work, the now working subways in New York City. Thank you very All much, right. MTA, for pumping the the seawater out of the tunnels. Uh, but Br Brooklyn, by the way, still is not connected to Manhattan or Queens or anything, uh, which sucks. And yeah. it sucks with people in Staten Island too, and you know my heart goes out to them. And we're and my my wife and I are continuing to to bring joy to uh, to to the kitties. And a lot of my friends are are doing what they can volunteering in the city. Yeah. Anyway, and let's get back to Star Wars. Anyway, yeah. So oh. I, I was really thinking hard about. All right, you have this chance, uh, Disney or the new president of Lucasfilm, let's say, uh, to redeem the franchise for all the older fans and also for all the young people that grew up liking it, and then are now watching it again and thinking, oh, what the fuck was I thinking? Right. So what would what would we do, Eric, to redeem... Uh, I, th I guess number one is, how can you redeem a franchise that was good and now is the epitome of, of like, hatred? Oh, uh, well, I mean, and just to narrow it down, we do know a couple little things about Episode Seven. Okay. Like, they did, I mean, George Lucas did turn in some uh, outlines for the next three movies. They don't have to follow those outlines. Uh-huh. Because he's just going to be a consultant now. But he did turn it in. They did, Disney did say that the next one is going to be um, taking place after Return of the Jedi in that timeline. But, mm -hmm. like, uh, a couple decades later. 
So like, you know, Luke and all those guys would be old by now and the Republic is rebuilding itself. So we do know there's a possibility for some of the original characters to kind of come back. Right. So, you know, uh, Indiana Jones will come will come hobbling back for like one scene. See, well, and, 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 and let's talk about that. I am okay with original characters coming back for cameos. I do not want the whole movies built around them. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that was the mistake everyone saw in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull outside of, you know, various script and story and uh, other things that were terrible about it was was nobody wants to see old Indiana Jones. Like, like yeah. um, Bill well, Murray Like saying, I famously say, I don't go to movies to watch old people. Yeah, Bill, Bill Murray <laughs> keeps saying, he's saying, nobody wants to see a bunch of fat old white guys chase ghosts. Totally right, Bill Murray. You know? And like, and he refuses to go to to come back and play Peter Beckman. Good on you, Bill Murray. Yeah. So I mean, so we know these aren't going to be prequels. They're not going to be a thousand years before the stories, like some of the uh, video games and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they also kind of said that they're not doing any of the expanded universe books because a lot of people were really pumped for maybe Timothy Zahn's Hair to the Empire mm -hmm. uh, series, which is really good. Um, but they said there's going to be new and original stories, and I I'm okay with that. Sure. Well, I mean. In a little bit, you have to think about, like, okay, well, where is the money going? You know, like, who gets credit and who gets, uh, who gets like, the lion's share? And, you know, I think it's a lot cheaper for Disney to sign new contracts with new writers to be like, no, 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 Disney's getting everything and you're just, uh, you know, we're bringing you on as an intern to kind of pen it, but, like, you'll get credit, but not a lot of the money, you know, well, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the L.A. Times reported, and I'm citing the L.A. Times as my source here. Oh, said, in the months before Disney announced that it would acquire Lucasfilm, several different screenwriters paid visits to Lucasfilm's Northern California compound to pitch George Lucas and Kathleen Kennedy their ideas for a new live-action movie. Wow. They were pitching ideas for a new story, not ones adapted from the books. Mm -hmm. The Times, the LA Times, did not reveal the identities of the people who had met with them, but said they were well-known screenwriters with experience creating big-budget Hollywood films. Oh, great. So, <laughs> No, it's not Michael Bay. No, I was just thinking that. Michael Bay. <laughs> no, it's not Michael Bay. Anyone, I mean, let's face it, Michael Bay doesn't have ideas other than boom, 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 sex explosions. No, it's true. And he reuses footage from movie to movie. Yeah. So, um, this is good. I mean... You know, we're digging up all these sound bites and clips and stuff where Lucas, I mean, you know, he's always claimed to hate writing and hate directing. He just wants to edit. He's even said this before. We all know Empire was good because they said that um, Kirshner took Lucas's script and rewrote most of it. Right. And cut out tons of it and reshot different things and, you know, and that helped. So finally, Lucas is like, you know, I want Star Wars to be good again. And now I'm going to let other people write it and stuff. And he's just going to be a consultant, which is fine. You know, he's good at coming up with monsters and worlds and stuff. That's great. Eh. Just he can't write dialogue. <laughs> so or storylines, you know, we don't want to hear about stupid government politics in these next three movies. Yeah. I mean, well, I, that's why I thought that, you know, we would get a new Star Wars movie after he died. Yeah, you know, like that would Maybe. that would have to happen unless he wrote it in his will that you couldn't do it, which is what I thought was going to happen. Well, I mean, even that, I mean, like Michael Jackson had a bunch of things in his will too, but they kind of they kind of like skirted that to the wayside in order to make a quick buck. Yeah, well, you've got some guy that wrote a book about Lucas a decade ago saying that he saw the original twelve stories. Lucas showed him ideas for the twelve movies, and he said uh, movies seven, eight, and nine were the best. Oh. Like they were the most interesting, most action-packed and exciting. So, <laughs> and I the mean, first three uh, were terrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it, it takes six movies before it gets good. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, um, I'm pumped. You know, you, you're talking about what would be new. I mean, at first, I thought from the expanding universe, the mm -hmm. Yuuzhan Vong invasion. All right, the, uh, which was the just amazing. Oh yeah, because uh, you know I've been reading different people's opinions, and uh, I, I really thought that that the the expanded universe people were like, eh, Yuuzhan Vaughn was kind of boring. Oh, I loved it. I really did love it because they were just getting their asses whooped by this new species. Um, I was big into it, but they have already said they're not doing, they're not taking from the book, so that's fine. Um, you know, I want to see, I want to see new planets. I want to see new monsters. Mm -hmm. I want to see some Jedi, but not a shitload of them. I want to see some Jedi. Okay, because so when there's a ton of Jedi, as we found in Attack of the Clones, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. Because then you don't care about them as much. They're just all over the place with their flashlights. Right. And and let's talk about for a second, I mean, uh, before we 
continue the redemption conversation, let's yeah. talk about what there's too much of right now. Because I feel like the things that make corporate sense in terms of like what makes Star Wars a recognizable brand is the shit that I want to get rid of. Like, okay. like if, if I were to get rid of things that make Star Wars a recognizable brand, they would be uh, any kind of pop culture references that we've gleaned from the first three movies that are still around us, that people are still making jokes of in, like, Star Wars detours. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to hear a Jedi say a certain point of view in any of these movies. You know, or, or uh, you know... I think I've, it could be death of me. <laughs> I, have, I have a bad feeling about this, or... Exactly. Or calling anyone, or putting the word young in front of anyone's name. God. You know, I'm done of hearing young Skywalker. Stop, stop fucking saying young, you know? It's like, what do you say, like, old, old Jones? I mean, like, I, I really feel like the prequels were kind of like the Godzilla movies in the 70s, in that they became a parody of themselves. You know, they were terrible, yeah. and they were laughable, and they became like, oh, that wacky Godzilla, he's up to it again. You know, like, yeah. oh, those Jedis are so stupid. They can't figure out it's the Sith uh, Emperor guy. I mean, we can all agree that Obi-Wan Kenobi in the first Star Wars was the greatest Jedi of all time. He rarely pulled out his lightsaber, but when he did, it was when he really needed it. And I, you know, you could appreciate that. It wasn't overdone. <laughs> you know, he, he tried, you know, he didn't pull it out right away in that bar fight. Nope. He tried to settle things first and stuff, and then finally he's like, fine, I'm going to cut your arm off and you're going to cut, cut in half. You know, and he didn't wander around the whole uh, Death Star slicing people. He's using deception and stealth and stuff. Sure. So I want to see some. I don't want to just see one Jedi. Let, you know, this is decades later. Let's say Lucas started to build the Jedi Academy back up. I don't want to see a ton of them because then they're easily disposable. We don't care enough about them. But a handful, you know, like you know, four or five Jedi would be nice. Okay. All right. I'm I'm done with that. But but here's here's the thing. I want there to be no lightsabers. That's what. That's one thing uh -huh. I feel is it's just oversaturated, especially at the end of episode two, where there yeah. was like a million lightsabers and everybody yeah. was like, lightsaber, lightsaber, lightsaber. See, I mean, it's the greatest weapon of all time. So I can't go as extreme as you. I need lightsabers. But like I was saying, I just need them, you know, in case of emergency, break this glass and use the lightsaber. So I don't want to <laughs> see it. I don't want to see it like, wow, 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 just waving it around like a sex toy. I just want to see it like every once in a while, you know, when they've exhausted all the other power. Wait, you don't? Well, yeah, I'm just all... thinking like, like, what do you think about sex toys if you're like, oh, obviously like a sex toy, you like wave it around in the air. Uh, who doesn't? Um, so, yeah, I just want to see, you know, I just want to see the lightsaber come out when all else fails. Okay. You know, when, when you've tried negotiating, when you've done some hand-to-hand, -hand, when you've done some forced levitation, mm -hmm. you know, maybe even a blaster or two, and then finally it's like, all right, you know, I've been saving this. <laughs> now I'm going to end this fight. Can we? So just little okay. amounts of lightsaber. All right, all right. So uh, on, on my list of extreme things that need to be cut off, like like okay. appendixes and pinkies, um, I want to I see them, like, acknowledge or, or, or retcon the terrible writing mistakes that changed the expanded universe in the prequels. Like, if they could just, like, a throwaway line joking about midichlorians and how it's not true. That's, that, that would really seriously help mend our hearts. That's true. Inventing midichlorians is one of the greatest mistakes of all time. It was stupid. It, all like, destroyed times. the legacy of the Force. Exactly. It was like, it turned all the cool shit that you thought about this mystical energy thing that's like very spiritual into the scientific bullshit. Yeah, and it also made you feel it, like it made me as a kid I felt like Jedi's were just people that were able to tap into the force a little bit better like we all had the potential to. Mm -hmm. But they were just better at it and then it was like no, it's just like a DNA thing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like, give, give me a break. Uh well anyway, so if if, if they could right the wrongs of the prequels, they don't have to do all of them. You know, okay. it doesn't have to be a movie where, like, every five seconds they're like, and by the way, you know, uh, Senator Abadala was dumb. You yeah. know, Jar Jar Biggs is dead. You know, you don't have to do everyone. Just, you know, just give me a couple throwaways that are, like, you know, that bring us back to where we were, in, you know, in certain big, big things that were screwed up in the prequels. Yeah, I would prefer to not see R2-D2 or C-3PO ever again. Amen. I mean, you know, they were cool in the original trilogy. They were lame in the prequel. But, I mean, and let, let's face it. I mean, they've lived through amazing things. But they're just robots. They're, I mean, let's just, let's just say they retired somewhere because 
them continuing to live and escape nefarious uh, villains is impossible. So let's just use them as uh, we all know them, but that doesn't mean they need to be in the movies anymore. No, kill kill them off. Use them as mascots <laughs> at Disney World. Exactly. You know, like, all right, so they retired and they're at Star Tours, and we can all appreciate that. Exactly. They should no longer be somehow into the front lines of any battles anymore. Let's just get rid of them, please. No, and, you know, that was, you know, like, I, I saw the movie that uh, that George Lucas drew inspiration from, you know, those specific characters getting right. wacky, getting tied up, this Japanese movie, I forget the title. You know, mm. and that was, that was kind of cool. It's like a new idea for a movie. Is here's these two characters that are caught up in this war, you know, for three movies, and they just somehow, get, like, come out of it by, like, the skin of their teeth and live, and that's cute. But that's all their story needed to be. Yeah. Now, here's something. You may not agree with me on this one. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Just let me spit this out here. Okay. Now, original trilogy. Let's face it. Darth Vader, one of the most iconic characters in all of movie history. Sure. Then the prequels come out, and he becomes the biggest pussy of all time. Yes. Like they, they essentially destroyed his character. And the only thing you held on for was that he'd turn into Darth Vader in the in Revenge of the Sith and be awesome. And they even wrecked that. Yep. He shows up for three three seconds and he goes, No. Ugh. Totally destroys him. So you said, here's your chance to redeem, rewrite some stuff. Mm-hmm. Bring back Darth Vader. However, only in flashbacks. There's no Darth Vader clone. There's no Darth Vader 2. Let's just have a little bit of reflection <laughs> during the movie. You know, like maybe some planet was just gutted by Darth Vader 20 years ago, and they're talking about it, and <laughs> flashback. I mean, even even like 10 minutes. Just give us 10 minutes of a Darth Vader flashback of him just fucking wrecking people just to remind us how badass he was. He was feared across the galaxy. We can pretend that he wasn't whiny little kid inside that armor. I just want... Darth Vader flashback of him just killing fools just to help, like you said, restore the original's credibility and retcon and stuff. So just give me Darth Vader flashback. You know, even just, like, mention him. Like, like have, like, one of the characters' backstories be, like, he's the only person on a planet that survived Darth Vader fucking killing everybody and, I don't know, raping shit and setting I, shit on fire and killing. I, I st- no, I still need to see Vader killing people. See, I need to see a little bit more of Vader. We only saw him at the Revenge of the Sith at the end. He sucked. I just, I mean, he's such a great villain. I just want a little bit of flashback footage to watch him just devastating people. And then I'm good. And then I can, like, my soul is at peace. Well, here's, here's where I think they could really improve and redeem, and redeem Vader, too, is by, like, all right. So if, if, you, think, if you think about the original trilogy, what was great about it was the discovery. The discovery of the world, the universe, how it worked. You know, mm-hmm. like, everything had a naming system that hadn't been, like, done to death yet. Right. And, like, every every movie you got to see, like, whoa, there's, like, this brand new thing that the Jedi slash Lord Vader can do. Yeah. You know, and that's really, like, amazing. Like, the first time you see the Emperor with, like, lightning powers, you're like, holy shit, fucking lightning yeah. powers. That is see true. That coming. You're like, he's so badass, he can just do... Anything. And you're right. And then they did the lightning to death in the new ones. Yeah, and they really fucked up the lightning by being like, well, he just trained an extra long time and became like level 60 wizard. And now, he, now anybody can do it. And 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 Yoda can just easily eh, just kind of put a hand up and mm-hmm. like knock it away. Yeah. Anyway, what I want to see is kind of like a, a rediscovery of what the Jedi can do. You know, we all kind of, you know, have this notion of like exactly what they can do. Because we've seen all these other characters, I want to see them do new things, new things that aren't lame, and uh, by new characters. Like I think their one of their biggest, strongest moves is to make a character that's as iconic as Vader, but not Vader himself. I totally agree. I mean, I kind of wrote this in my notes. New Sith? Question mark. Because I wouldn't mind seeing the Sith, but then I'm just so afraid that they just wouldn't handle it. So. Maybe, I mean, let's face it, every Star Wars movie needs one lightsaber fight. It just has to happen. I'm sorry, they're too <laughs> awesome. you got to give us one lightsaber fight, even if it's the Vader flashback like I'm talking about, killing an old Jedi or something, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying I wouldn't mind seeing some Sith, but only if it was handled correctly. If not, just show me some comment of other. Maybe it's even a worse thing. Maybe it's like a monster who's like, who's Master Jedi arts who's ma- you know who's mastered a bunch of different things he's mm. like he's like give me a lightsaber he's like i'll fucking kill you with it no problem i can kill you with anything 
just to give me a little bit of a lightsaber fight. I mean, that's that's cool. What, what uh, and and just to reiterate, like I don't I don't need Darth Vader in this next one. I need somebody who's going to impress us as much as Darth Vader. Like I want to at the end of Episode Seven, I would be like, "Yo, what's his name? It's fucking awesome." You know? Oh, I agree. Like when we when we first saw the trailer for Phantom Menace and we got a glimpse of Darth Maul, we we're yeah. like, "Yes, holy shit, this is gonna be amazing!" Right, and and and, and, it, and it sort of was, but not really. And then they replace him with a ninety-year-old man. I know. With with Count Dracula. I know, and it's really just too bad. But but you know, for a, for a half a second, we were like, "Yo, Darth Maul is fucking awesome." Yeah. No, he was cool, and I liked that he didn't really talk. That was no. that was better. Yeah, he was he was exactly I think what what we needed to get yeah. pumped about Star Wars was like, look, he's kind of like Darth Vader in that like he's the Emperor's like boy, mm-hmm. you know, but he's totally different. You know, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't talk. He doesn't wear a mask. He's like a ninja, you know. Yeah. He has like this dual—he dual wields. Uh, he has like this, you know, double lightsaber thing happening. Very different, very exciting. I just want that again, but in a way that's not like selling toys. Yeah, can't be reasoned with. I mean, you know, I mean, here, here's another one that, uh, I mean, don't bring anyone back except Boba Fett. Uh. <laughs> now, now, in here, let me explain myself here. I mean, Boba Fett was pretty awesome, but we didn't—we never learned much about him. Now, I was pissed when they showed him as a kid. That, like, wrecked Boba Fett for me, just like yeah. they wrecked Anakin and Darth Vader. But he never, he never really did much in the original movies, and he was so badass for it. He doesn't need to be the main villain. But I read a couple books, The Bounty Hunter Wars, mm-hmm. and all I would like is maybe a side plot or a plot in one of these three movies where the main character has a price put on him and all the bounty hunters come to collect. Hmm. Now, in Bounty Hunter Wars, Bosk, the lizard bounty hunter from Empire, yeah, he forms a guild of bounty hunters. Hmm. It's basically like, yo, we're all going union. We're all going to work together. We're gonna, you know, so we're not going to be fighting each other over um, contracts anymore. So everyone joined the guild, and Boba Fett's like, well, I'm not joining because I'm a badass. And they're like, well, then we're all going to come after to kill you. Wow. Great books. I would like to see at one point in one of these three movies that – some kind of bounty is put on a main character or someone the main character is trying to protect and all the bounty hunters converge on them. Mm. Some of the ones that we've seen in the past, some new ones, but just so we get a little bit of Boba Fett. doesn't have to be a main character or a villain, but I would love me some more Boba Fett in a cool manner. Okay. All right. So we're, so we're, we're taking the expanded universe stance that Boba Fett somehow activated a bomb in the Sarlacc pit and crawled out and then became like the greatest Mary Sue of all time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he he uh, he uh, was being eaten by the Sarlacc, like acid was dissolving all stuff. But because he wore all his armor, his man, his Mandalorian armor, mm-hmm. it saved him long enough. He detonated a uh, uh, thermal detonator, whatever, crawled his way out, barely survived. You know, right. and then years he, and, later recovered, <laughs> and then he became this huge badass. And he's like, yeah, I can basically do anything, survive anything, train anybody. I love it. I love it, man. <laughs> I mean, you know. Hell, just keep the mask on, mm-hmm. a la Judge Dredd style. Right. Just talk with your cool mechanical voice. <laughs> and, um, you know, don't have to be main character, but just figure it, factor into it a little bit. Like I said, Bounty Hunter Wars for a little bit during one of the movies. Side side plot. Totally well, cool with it. Well how, well, how about this? Instead of, like, instead of bringing back characters from the original Star Wars in all these references and kind of, like, rebooting shit for kids, why don't we take the themes of the original Star Wars for a new movie? You know, why don't we have, like, you know, uh, a fish out of water like Luke Skywalker, who's, you know, like, learning to embrace this amazing destiny and learning all these powers so we can learn all about the universe. You know, like, an evil, yet, you know, like, somewhat anti-hero, you know, of a villain... You know, who is just like an enormous badass who will become like a culture icon. And, you know, like the silent bounty hunter type. You know, we could have all these types that, that made the original script good, but make a new story for them to kind of like, you know, uh, live in. Totally agree. Yeah. Just blow it up, man. I mean, we, we, we've done enough with the, with the Empire and the Rebels and stuff. Let's go total different direction. I'll be, I'll be totally in, in uh, favor of it. You know, it's like you've got the universe, you've got the hyperdrive, you've got the the laser guns and the lightsabers and stuff. You know, just create some awesome new characters in it. I, I'll be totally on board with it. I mean, seriously, even if they don't have a Darth Vader flashback or Boba Fett, if they go 100% all new characters, I'm cool with that too, man. That's probably better. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we're such uh, we're such a meme culture right now. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're so like inundated, and there's so many images and like funny references. You know that everybody understands and gets. And if we can just get away from that for one second and try something new, I think mm-hmm. you know, and, and have it be good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I would I would like more than anything else. They can do anything with the Star Wars franchise as long as it's new and good. Although I will point out Exhibit A, the new Star Trek movie. Uh-huh. <clears throat> they didn't go new and good. They just took an old stuff and uh revamped it, put some spit and polish on it, and it was effing amazing. That's that true. new Star Trek movie was awesome. Took everything you liked about the originals, got rid of all the stuff that you hated and all the stuff that it slowly become mm-hmm. and just revamped it and I mean, holy shit, that was awesome. And that so took, I mean, and that took vision. You yeah. know, that took somebody at the helm who was like, who was like, all right, I'm well respected enough, and I have enough credits, like writing credits, producing, directing, etc., that I'm gonna come on and totally try something new. And mm-hmm. the and the the corporate types, the suits, and all the uh, all the people throwing money at this are going to take the leap of faith with me, and it turned out spectacularly. I, and now it was they have amazing. A new franchise. It was amazing, and they just took what we liked, you know. They, they didn't go they didn't just take the Star Trek universe and have a new ship and new crew and stuff they in this case they took what we liked and they just made it amazing and I mean it's probably the best example ever you know well no I guess the new Batman trilogy well yeah I mean well that was the same exact thing you know like yeah. Christopher Nolan you know like had enough going for him at the time where they're like all right we're gonna hand you something and you have a vision so we're gonna let you go with it yeah you know but I mean but not that always excuse me that does not always work out. I mean, case no, in point. I agree. Case in point, a lot of other movie franchises that have just died and failed. Yeah, I'm just saying it can be done. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to hate on it just yet. I know some theories already was that they got the the writer from Lost, possibly working on this, and Brad Bird possibly directing. Cool. And both those will be fine. <clears throat> right. You know, they've if, done if, enough. If we see, you know, the prequels, there were moments where we were watching the prequels for the first time. Where the whole audience would kind of pop, like the first lightsaber come out, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah. yeah!" If we could just get away from that, right? Because when you watch the original trilogy, man, you weren't like, "Oh shit, Darth Vader!" Yeah, here it is. That's you know, true. It was just like, "Holy shit, who is this? What is he doing?" He's like, and it, like, like he he's like choking somebody, but he's ten feet across the room. What the fuck is that? I agree. I would love to learn new stuff, new people, new places in the Star Wars universe. It's a cool enough universe that we can we can find new things to enjoy. Mm. We don't have to keep going back to the well. To- totally agree. Um, it's uh, it's the. I mean, there's there's one thing that can ruin it. Well, I mean, there's, well a there, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. But there's one person who can ruin it. Yes, and that He's is ru- Shia LaBeouf. Oh God. The casting. Let's face it, even if Lucas isn't directing, even if they got a cool new writer and, and movie and stuff, I mean, they could cast the wrong people and to kill it. If Shia LaBeouf is a Jedi, I will kill you, your family, <laughs> Shia's family, everyone that listens to this podcast. I might be the last man left on this earth when it's all said and done if Shia LaBeouf has fucking Jedi powers. I don't think I don't think that's going to happen, Eric, for, for two reasons. Um, he's been in a franchise killer like Indiana Jones, and uh, and, he, and he's been in, in in great movies, or excuse me, not great movies, uh, successful movies like Transformers, and he's talked shit about both of them. Yeah. I mean, like, I think I think in terms of uh, a, a fresh young face, his, mm-hmm. t- his time is kind of passing, and that torch will be passed to someone else. Like, he's, he's the best thing he could do right now, and this is my uneducated, non-Hollywood opinion, is to grow a goatee and do the Leonardo DiCaprio where he grows a goatee and everybody's like, who the fuck is that? Oh, he already He's did. He's new. He already did. Are you serious? Have you seen him lately? He grew a scraggly-ass beard, grew his hair down on his shoulders, and now he's like, by the way, I would love to do a, a real porno sex scene in a movie to be authentic, and I, I probably did drugs in the last movie to be authentic. Oh, no. It's the biggest tool. <laughs> Just when you thought he couldn't become any of a bigger tool, he is now, I mean, he's on Tim Allen's Tool Time show now. Wow, amazing. Well... Well, uh, well, then he took my advice retroactively. 
Yeah, but on the the best thing he ever did was one of his friends filmed him getting the shit kicked out of him at, outside of a bar. I saw that. I was it's like, the oh, greatest piece of work he's ever been in. I was like, that's authentic. Damn. That's <laughs> so awesome. Is he researching a role? <laughs> yeah, he was. He's like, he's going to be kick-ass too. That was so good. No, I mean, that's what I'm scared of. You know, it's like I'm a little scared of that. I totally think you should get new actors. You know, please don't, please don't cast even people that I don't mind. You know, I mean, just don't, don't put Brad Pitt in this movie. You know, well, don't. I mean, oh, like uh, every actor is gonna want these roles. I don't, I don't know about that because check this out. I mean, like we, the last, the the prequels had like good casting and bad casting, uh, mostly bad. Uh, but you know, like Natalie Portman, who's genuinely a great actress. Was in there, and so was uh, who played Obi Wan? Uh, oh, McGregor. Ewan McGregor was awesome. Uh, another, yeah. another amazing actor in a role that kind of had to, you know, like work his magic to make it work. Not everybody yeah. could do that. I agree. You yeah, know? I mean, so, some of those would be good. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I mean, look at even like the Avengers and stuff. You know, I mean, they cast an up and coming guy as Thor. Worked mm-hmm. out great. True. You know, Chris Evans is Captain America. Yes, he had to play Johnny Storm in Fantastic Four, but you know, had, I mean that. You know, they did mostly, I mean, and Robert Downey Jr., he worked just because it was so different. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, when they do Star Wars, you know, just please, please don't put Justin Bieber in it. Don't put Justin Timberlake. Don't put anyone named Justin in it. <laughs> you know, I mean, let, let's just go different. You know, let's let's take a chance with some new people. And if they're famous, don't make them the main character. Well, I think I think there's there's not. I don't think there's going to be a high chance of that, uh, of like a shitty casting choice because of the lessons learned in the past. Because all the pressure for good casting choices because of what happened in the prequels is on. Like they, they have to stand up to what people still remember about the last three movies, which was the shitty story, uh, questionable casting, questionable filmmaking techniques. As oh, in yeah. everything was everything was green and blue and purple screened. And the actors were just like, what the fuck? All right, are we standing or are we sitting and that's like or, or slightly walking down a hallway and then stopping and yeah. that's like all we can possibly see is like made up characters next to us zero puppets oh uh, yeah know, it, it was like it was just hard yeah because lucas didn't like directing he said i want to lay on my bed like jabba we'll put a green <laughs> a green screen on the wall in my bedroom and you guys will stand here so i can just lay down and sleep and don't have to get out of bed while we do this and right. we don't have to be outside we don't have to be in the desert we don't have to be where it's cold Mm-hmm. So yeah, we need people that can handle that kind of shit. We need to put them all over the place. We need to have them actually do interesting things. You know what? Yeah. Here's something that people don't really mention. Okay. It's called Star Wars. But the prequels did not even have one single awesome space battle. Let me think the, about that. The original mm-hmm. ones, space battles were amazing. You've got attacking to the Death Star in the first one. Yes. The second one not as much space battles, but when the speeders go after the AT-ATs, that was pretty awesome. Yes. We'll let it slide. Third, and, and then, uh, you know, they do fight off some TIE fighters at the end. And then the third one, when they attack the Death Star again, I mean, these were great space battles. I mean, ship to ship, you like, you cared about those, uh, all the red call sign guys as they got killed in the first That's movie. Right. It's Porkins. And, yeah. Never like, forget. They were actual Star Wars. That was great. <laughs> now, prequels come out. First movie, they... They were a little too politically correct. It was, it was <laughs> they're, they're weird. Like, when, when they had the Naboo people, they're like, woman one, signing in. Black two, signing in. Hispanic three, signing in. I know. Which was great. I'm not a racist. I'm happy that you did that. But there was no good space battle. They didn't do anything. They just kind of kind of chased around by droids and like, hey, that little kid blew up the ship. Yay. Was not a, was not a star battle. It sucked. It was, te- it, was, it was terrible in its execution. And it was like, it, it, like you said, it was a little too politically correct, but also it was more just like, who are these random multicultural, multiracial people, and why do we give a shit about them? We yeah, don't. No, yeah, nothing happened in that space battle. Second movie, space battle, anyone? The only one I can think of is Jango Fett and Obi-Wan very briefly uh, in an asteroid field. God, that, and that's and, it. And what made it shitty was little, little uh, Boba Fett going, yeah. get him, Dad. I like the sonic uh, weapon missile they used. That was pretty sweet. But I mean, that was the only space battle they had. And then in the third movie, and here's where people are going to try and disagree with me. The third movie opened up with this giant space battle, mm-hmm. but I would argue that nothing happened. You saw in the background all these ships were shooting each other, but we didn't get to watch it. It was just in the background. We had to watch those two little Jedi Starcraft weaving in and out of it, and the cool stuff was happening behind them. Their whole space battle 
was buzzsaw droids jumping on their <laughs> ship and the terrible dialogue that was going back and forth between yeah. the two Jedi. Like, we didn't even get a space battle. And when you when it opens up, you're like, holy shit, space battle. This is going to be amazing. And then no space battle really happened. So no actual Star Wars in the prequels. So give us some awesome space battles in these new movies, man. Bring it back. True. And you know what? Like, the great thing about the... Uh episode four space battles was we're introduced to these characters they all look fucking scared yeah they all look fucking terrified they're assaulting the death star they're like look most of you are probably gonna die and most yeah. of them did and you know not only do we get to see them kind of like cruising around you know we get to see the ships flying and then we cut back to them like also scared trying to kill guys not super confident getting wiped out one by one but then yeah. the ones who do survive we're like holy crap you guys you know it just may, must be lucky like wedge i can't believe you survived yeah, I mean, bring back some actual, honest to goodness, space battles mm. where we actually care about the combatants, where they're actually up against real things, and where there's some good dogfighting and stuff. I mean, it is called Star Wars, people. You know, I I, I agree. I think if the, if the suits are listening, that yeah. would that would tremendously improve anything. It's like you could have shitty dialogue, but an amazing space battle. Yeah, and let's think about it. You know, they all have awesome vehicles. You know, you've got huge Star Destroyers. You've got those big Republic cruisers. you got X-Wing fighters, TIE fighters and stuff. You have some amazing ships. How come they don't ever, in the prequels, they don't, they don't ever, like, meet head-to-head and go, Jah! the Republic is always just like, send some Jedi, send some ground troops, you know, yeah. fight on this planet. Why didn't they ever, I mean, it's like every planet in the Clone Wars in Revenge of the Sith, they all fought down on the ground, droids versus clone troopers. I don't understand. Why did they even let the the droids land on that planet. Why didn't they just all hover around with a space armada around the planet and just destroy them and not let them land on the planet? I mean, yeah. It didn't make any, it didn't make any sense. You should <sighs> never have let them land on the Wookiee planet. You should have hovered around <laughs> in space and blown the shit out of those droids. Let's face it. They are, uh, they have the advantage numerically when they land. There's a zillion droids on, on, on land when they come to fight. Blow up one ship with all of them in it and you win the fight in space. So they should never have landed on the ground. They should have always had space battles. So, sorry, all right. And I think this leads me to my last point of this podcast, which is uh, no more CGI. No more computer well, graphics. Use it sparingly. Some, some use, is okay. Use it sparingly, but bring back practical effects. Definitely. You know, there's, there's no reason not to shoot on location. There's no yeah. reason not to make, like, a puppet out of something because that puppet can actually interact with people. Someone call Guillermo del Toro. Oh, God, I just totally crushed his name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. There you go. Sorry, dude. Look what he did in the Hellboy movies. Mm. All those monsters had people in them, and they were fantastic. They were fucking awesome. You know, and, like, uh, what the, the, best, the best argument for, for using a puppet instead of using something that doesn't uh, exist or fucking Jar Jar Binks, mm. uh, you know, with somebody with, like, a head on top of his head, is that you could reach out and grab it. You know, yeah. you can reach out and touch it. You know, the actor or actors are right there, you know, mm. and you can actually, as, as an actor, like, interact with something instead of just talking to nothing, you know, that'll have its voice dubbed in later. Yeah, P I mean, Peter Jackson did it, too, with all Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, it, it can be done. You know, Gollum, Gollum was CGI, but they had the actor actually there in a suit interacting with everybody. Yeah, and all the other bad guys were, for the most part, <clears throat> real and authentic. Right. And, and they shot on location in New Zealand. And it looked great. It looked fucking awesome, and it was a huge, <laughs> huge boost to New Zealand's economy. You know, sure. like when they shot, when you shoot in studio, it's only a boost, uh, I guess, for like the the city that you're that you're in's like taxes go up, uh, maybe. But it's like you're paying the studio for time. That's about it. Well, I'm, I I totally agree. I mean, make it all natural as mm. much as you can. Yeah. Except for the space battles, <laughs> and then use <laughs> models. They work. Come on, um, go up into space and, and have some cameras and uh, do some space battling up in space. Why not? I, I want a space armada to start bossing people around again and have them go ship to ship, you know? Fuck yeah. That, I mean, that was, you know, that was Star Wars. It was cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for this. I mean, it's coming out in 2015, which means they probably already have been working on this before the announcement came out. Sure. Um, but I, I like the way they're going already. I don't know a lot about it, and that's okay. All we know is that George Lucas doesn't have the final say and that he's not surrounded by yes men anymore. Hooray. So I feel it may not be a great movie, but it is guaranteed to be a good movie. As long in, in my opinion. 
you know, as as long as it's better than the prequels, I think everyone will stand up and cheer Disney for this move. Oh, I can't wait. I love Star Wars. I was sad at where it went. I'm ready to love. I'm, I'm going to jump back into a relationship. I can't wait. But <laughs> I say it's my most important note for last, Chad. Do it. Now that Disney owns Lucasfilm. Yes. The hurdles are gone. The path has been cleared. For Star Wars Battlefront 3! Oh my god. The ultimate video game of all time. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront 3 is all I want. Wait, wait. What if Give they, it to me. What, what if the mouse skips over 3 and just goes straight to 4? That's fine, too. I'm just saying, bring back the Star Wars Battlefront franchise. <laughs> Let's make it happen. I mean, you know, you know Disney's going to be pumping out Star Wars video games. Oh, yeah, like crazy. They'd already been working on some new MMO or something. But well, um, well, I mean the 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 old Republic went free to play earlier this year, yeah. as ex- as expected, as yeah, expected. And, but it's still not doing that well at all. And there's a and uh, there's rumors some new big Star Wars game, but I'm just saying doesn't have to be this year, but or next year. But Star Wars Battlefront three, make it fucking happen. <laughs> if you want to wait until the new Xbox and PlayStation get released and just put it on there, whatever. Star Wars Battlefront Fury Three, baby. I mean, I am pumped for that. You know, if if the uh, if there was a big enough community out there, if it was as much of like a, a like a meme, if the original development team was still working on it or something, maybe someday we could get like Gearbox Studios uh, to you know like posthumously release it, you know, with a couple tweaks here or there, like they did for Duke Nukem Forever. Right. You yeah. know, thirteen years after the fact, why not? Oh, well, I'm just saying. Sign me up. Battlefront 3. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, uh, I'm sure, and this is like definite sure, that we'll be talking about this new Star Wars movie for like the next two years until it's released, after it's released. It's just a huge event in the in the nerd community, no matter who you are. I'm telling you, this is the bit, in my opinion, it's the biggest announcement of all time. Nothing else could make me as happy as last Tuesday. Well, except for as as like, announcements. except for going to the movie and it not sucking. How's Unless that? I was like legally adopted by Judge Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Dredd, he doesn't he doesn't give you any uh any rewards. He just gives you the frown. Yeah. Do you look scared? He's like, "Are you scared, son? You look scared." <laughs> like, "Hey, Dad, Judge Dredd, did I do a good job?" <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Only frowns. Only scowls. Uh, I, I mean, I'm pumped. I uh, will talk star. I mean, feel free uh Hit us up, jumpinpodcast.com. Hit us up on our Facebook page. I will talk Star Wars any time of the day with you. Um, I, I will my one non-Star Wars related item, my one thunder dump of the day. Do it. Is I've officially submitted all my paperwork and stuff for the new season of Wipeout. Okay. I, I, I submitted my application to their casting agency, and I uploaded my official audition video. Wow. So well, the Wipeout producers, casting agency, now has what they need to put me on the show. Cool. Let's make it happen. We all know that we want to see me getting crammed and destroyed on Wipeout. Everybody except for your wife, I think. <laughs> no, 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 because I told her that I, I would win $50,000 and give her half. <laughs> and she was like, let's do it! Oh, damn. Well, there you so, go. She's like, get on the show! Well, if you get on the show, Eric, I wonder... What would you do if they were like, uh, we'll let you come on, but you have to, like, we're going to create some kind of, like, really stupid thing for you to be into? Oh, I already have. You mean, like, what's your hook? Like, what's your... Yeah, uh, what's, what's the story? I am the record breaker. Oh. My audition video was all about records. I was like, I break records you don't even know existed. And I actually cut to footage of me setting the world record for uh, Pop-Tart Karate Chops. Right, for a week. Yep. So uh, I didn't I didn't mention that part, but like you know they look for silly characters and I was like no one's been the record breaker yet. I was like I'm gonna get on Wipeout. I'm gonna set the record for most Wipeouts of all time with my face. Nice. So I, I gave him my nickname. I gave him my character. I'm the record breaker. I'm just gonna be looking for corny records to break. So like I've given him something to work with. I've given the script people uh, something. So that that was my that was my my angle in last time when I auditioned. Uh, with just an application, I didn't have an angle. So this time I do. I've got the nickname. I've got the, you know, I was wacky in the video. That's good. So I'm the record breaker. Well, Eric, I always, I always thought you had a, a face for TV. Oh, yeah. A slam <laughs> into some <laughs> awesome obstacles. If you, Eric, are mad respect. If you get on the show, that's pretty cool. If you, uh, if you do the big ball challenge, yeah. mad, mad respect. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. I, I I think they've always used big balls, the four the four giant uh, rubber balls. Yeah, every are. every single uh, season. You think by now the f- people that are fans of the show would kind of figure out how they work? I already know how I'm going to go into it. So, oh, yeah, like it's not jumping; it's like step, 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 That's step, right. step. So, I mean, I, easier said than done. Obviously, I'm right. thinking to train. I'm just going to go to our local pool because we have one in our rec center, mm-hmm. and just start awkwardly falling off the diving board <laughs> <laughs> and just face planting like 20 feet front in the air. Because I mean, that's what they do. You got to be mm-hmm. able to get the shit knocked out of you and come back up out of the surface and like keep going. So I'm thinking about just taking awkward falls. Oh, that's, that's, that's cool. I would recommend though, uh, get some earplugs. Cause if you, if you awkward fall and I, I have done this, if you awkward fall like straight into one of your ear holes, like hitting the water with it, you won't be able to get that water out for a while. Yeah. We also have a local ropes course, which is very challenging. I've done it a couple times. Uh, so I should probably cool. do, probably do that a couple more times, you know, to build up. Cause it's a lot of climbing. You gotta climb up ladders a lot and like hold on to things. So yeah, and well, if if you need anybody to kick you in the nuts, <laughs> as I'm sure this course will do, Eric, uh, I'm I'm kind of available. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully, hopefully I hear back from them this time. I mean, obviously, thousands of people auditioned for the show, but mm-hmm. I think that I'm the best. So all right, well, well, best best of luck, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right. So uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we're the Jumpman Podcast, weekly video game slash film slash I guess Star Wars podcast. We did mention video games for 30 seconds today. So. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> uh, still, I'm still playing Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. I'm getting as much out of that game as humanly possible before I even think of moving on to another game. That's just how I'm doing it. That's how I'm doing it. Uh, I, I've stopped blogging because uh, that was uh, I think that was like a like getting over the hump of getting into the game. It was like blogging. Now I'm in. I'm strapped in. Uh, anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll post some more about the game on Facebook, that, that old ass game now, but anyways, uh, you can listen to us on iTunes, our whole back catalogs there. We're also on retrowaretv.com and elder-geek.com. It's elder-geek.com. Yeah. And when you're on retroware, check out their new comic series called Power Strip by the awesome and talented Dexter Morrow. Oh, hell yeah. So I like where that's going. It's pretty cool. So check that out too. Hell yeah, and uh, thanks thanks to all the maniacs that are posting stuff on our Facebook page. I uh, just want to let you know, if you say anything uh, against women, I'm a feminist, and I will bring you down. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I like boobies. Uh, uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing against boobies? I am pro-boobies. Pro-boobies, yep. dude. Don't, don't be harsh on the boobies. Yep, in my face. I love it. Blah, 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 blah. Motor all right. All right. Thanks, dudes, and uh, don't forget to vote. Yeah, peace out. Jump now. Engage. Shall stand, one shall fall.